Hi everyone, my name is Daniel van Losburg, and I would like to take you on a journey in a story that I would like to tell you. And I'm going to tell you the story in the form of a podcast without any video. And to start this story, I'll go back to October 2013. Back in October 2013, it was one and a half year before my chronic fatigue syndrome started. I already knew that something was off, something was odd in my life. And uh, I was already seeking for solutions into spirituality. But my spirituality at the time wasn't anything near practical. And I think when we use spirituality just to bypass ourselves with mental constructions, then it is a waste of time. And I would like to explain later why we do this, why we have this urge to to escape ourselves in spirituality and, and theories. But first of all, I was going to bed at that particular day. It was a rainy day in October in the Netherlands. And I decided at that time it was going to be my very first meditation. And I looked up on the internet on how to do this and I found um, a video explaining to me that I have to use my breath and that I could probably count upwards and then downwards again uh, following my breath so that's what I did and it didn't take long maybe one or two minutes for me to move to a mystical experience an experience that everyone tries to reach and one didn't that I did not know of that could possibly exist because I didn't know much about um, practical spirituality at the time. So what happened is that I got to another place, not in this body, but beyond it. A place without time, a place without space. And I did not really exist anymore because everything at that point was one and it felt like home to me. It was so peaceful, so full of love. And with love, I don't mean the uh, superficial uh, craving for uh, another human being. No, it was something way, way beyond that. Something that I remembered, but I've forgotten it. So there was no time, no space. And it didn't last long, probably, for me to give up my thoughts. Because everything was there. It was the point... Of consciousness where everything is there was nothing beyond it so there was no nowhere else to go there was nothing to do I did not have a body there was nothing to eat nothing to achieve so there was nothing to think about and in this non-dual point thoughts and words are all well they could they cannot exist because they are based on a, a, a duality so this this moment this mystical experience could have been two, three, four thousand years. Could also have been one second. I have no idea. And I started panicking. What happened? Where am I? I lost myself somehow. I started searching for myself. But I could not find it in this infinite spot of, of nothing. So, I, as I started panicking, um, somehow... I got back in my body and it felt like a massive sound all oh, back in my body and my heartbeat 
was elevated. It was going so fast. Like I was so worried for a time that I did not find myself anymore. But immediately I wanted to go back. Okay, I'm back. Let's go back to this safe place now that I know that my body is still existing. But whatever I tried, I did not manage it. I could not do it again. And, um, but, well, I started, I started like, you know, analyzing what just happened to me. And I, I came with mental, I mean, a mental construct, but I already knew that words were impossible. There was nothing that I could say that would describe this point, this, well, I can call it now a zero gravity point, this infinite point of nothing, non-duality, but I did not have those words at the time. So I, I use the following. Life is not real. I am not really here. This is an illusion. I am at the only place I've ever been. And I did not connect anymore with Daniel from that moment on in my life. At that particular moment, uh, my life wasn't at all in a good space. I think I was in the wrong relationship. Uh, I was pursuing a wrong career. And I did not have a really good financial situation. But I chose at that moment to... To not work for a, for a company or for a boss anymore because I wanted to experience freedom. I think from all my values, freedom is the most important one. And from that day on, my life started changing. Like every every month or something, my income doubled because I did not have fear anymore. Everything that I wanted, I attracted almost immediately. Can you imagine that? I was laughing about life and then one and a half years later I was like okay now I have achieved everything I'm so rich this is not what I was looking for I felt guilt to myself I felt like I abused myself all those years trying to pursue happiness trying to pursue money trying to pursue a worthy life trying to well in, in that process I, I realized I completely lost myself and uh, at that particular moment, I uh, I decided that uh, I gave up. I've achieved everything. I know what my ego wanted, that it did not bring me happiness or whatsoever. So I said, okay, I'm ready to integrate that level of non-duality with my life. Then I got a voice inside my head telling me to accept a drug. Within a minute, someone came to me, offered me a drug, and I took it, and I got sick the very next day. And I think that this point in my life was also crucial. The point where I gave up on my coping mechanisms and really started to heal. Because during those years of my life, the first 30 years, I suppressed almost every emotion. And I... Um, I, I basically abused myself and um, I think that getting sick was the first step for me to heal. And from what I know now is that when, you're, when we are in a level of no resistance, of allowing, of letting go, we're entering a level of healing and in these higher levels of consciousness we, um, we can let go of old stressors, old emotions in our, in our body. At the same time, the drug also stirs up lots of and lots of old stressors and emotions. And the stress of that coming up was just basically too much for my nervous system. But I'd like to, uh, to emphasize that getting sick is the first step 
to healing. And at the picture that I put in the screen, you can see at the left side the levels of consciousness uh, with a graph right next to it, showing that the higher you are in your level of consciousness, the more energy, the more power you, has, you have. And the levels below 200 are levels of resistance. And the levels above 200 are level of, levels of allowing, of letting go. So healing starts at the level of 200, which is called courage. You, have, you really need to have the courage to look at your own darkness, to, to look at your own shadow, and to let the stress come up. And the lower levels are all really uh, named after uh, emotions. And negative emotions because usually all emotions are negative they are a feedback mechanism uh, telling to us if we're doing the right things in life or are we have doing the wrong things in life and that basically comes from belief systems and the way we look up we look uh, at the world and uh, we we look at experiences and the experiences that we put ourselves in they're all related to emotions and uh, and negative belief systems so normally we have learned to suppress all these emotions because they are not valid our, our, our groups did not want to deal with them or our teachers did not want to deal with uh, with anger and as you see the levels 200 uh, if you go below the level of 200 there is a line going downwards which is contracted is you automatically move lower so if you're, for example, living a very, a very good life and someone tries to make you feel pride because of it, you're already in lower levels of consciousness. And the next thing that will come is anger and then there's more desire and then fear. And, uh, and then you basically uh, move lower at these levels of consciousness. Whereas healing is letting all the old emotions go by allowing them, by feeling them. But it does not mean that it is that easy and that light to, to, to really process all the old feelings that we have stored in our, well, let's say, emotional body. Till Swan would say that we're living in the emotional dark ages, meaning we have put all the emotions in the darkness. Uh, we do not want to look at it. We suppress it. And we are basically really not good at dealing with our own emotions or the emotions of someone else and we judge them and we want to get rid of them so you can look at it as a as a light in the middle of the room and you're also in the room and there is a shadow always behind you no matter what you do there is a shadow and when the shadow becomes bigger and bigger it is also because we move closer and closer to the light probably because we are afraid and at a certain point, we cling on to this light completely. We only want to see the light. But because of that, the rest of the room becomes uh, darkness, shade, and we do not want to see it. Very often when we present the truth to someone, you will see that they are unable to see it because their whole ego identity is based on denying the truth and clinging on to the light but the more we do that the smaller the room gets and the smaller the the things become that we dare to focus on and life becomes very superficial we of course lack the um, 
the connection that we're looking for because we've lacked the connection to ourselves. And for me, uh, living a life like this superficially, uh, trying to talk about football or uh, a television show and just walking and denying 99% of our, of our being is the most painful thing that we can do. And it's not like these people are in a, in a good space because they, they deny like 99% of their reality. We can call this maybe like the iceberg metaphor. So the 99% what they're trying to avoid is controlling their life, but they cannot see it. And another negative consequence of this is when at a certain point we, 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 we really have not connected with our, our emotions, our negative emotions. But our emotions are guides towards uh, higher levels of consciousness, let's say joy and peace and love, for example. We, we cannot go there anymore. So we, we, at a certain point, we need mental constructs to replace these things. But they're, they're anything but the real thing, of course. So usually people talk about joy, but they never really experienced it. Or seeing an event on your mobile phone in a picture on Facebook was oddly more satisfying than the real experience that you had at that moment. And at a certain point, we really disconnected with the negative emotions. And we are unable to go to higher levels of consciousness where, where really good feelings are, like like joy and peace, which are also the healing states of consciousness. So what happens is we need more extremes in order to be able to feel. And this is like the levels of shame, very low levels of consciousness where we really need extremes and maybe let someone else suffer in order to be able to even feel anything and that's why if you're like completely in the level of shame you become um, a mass murderer for example and because our shade is so big it's like the 99% of our being is in the shade is in the shadow um, it has its needs and it, it drives you so you probably know that it drives you in, into avoiding more negative feelings probably but it still has its needs so 99% of you cannot consciously get its needs met. This means it's going to manipulate you. And your ego is probably already manipulating you. Very often when I do coachings, um, I'm, I'm talking about people and they have a very big list of shoulds, the things they should do. This is a manipulation to get safety or, uh, or not avoiding, uh, or avoiding these, these negative emotions. But the thing is, at these lower levels of consciousness, you can't feel anything anymore. It's impossible. And the mind is so strong because the mind is a, is a mechanism to, to solve problems. But you completely identify with it. So you identify with the strategies and you identify with the mind. This is uh, typical for these lower levels of consciousness. So you have to manipulate yourself and others to get your needs met. And anyone who knows anything about psychopathy knows that manipulation is their only, um, well, way to get something. Um, but they need to get something in a mental construct from someone else because they cannot get them. They cannot get it themselves anymore. So they probably have this idea of having a power over someone else. 
getting recognition from someone else, um, money, uh, but always more. So all the things they want is, uh, is based on the more, more, more energy. And I've also been in this more, more, more energy. But the more I got, the less I've connected I feel. And it's not really getting us somewhere. And um, I really studied psychopathy in the last few years because I've been, I felt so ashamed some, somehow of how I manipulated myself and how that also was an inner parent coping strategy of me. Because my parents and my teachers and all the other people that had to say something about me could only get their needs met through manipulation because they did not want to deal with the real Daniel. They did not want to deal with my emotions. And at a certain point, we just treat ourselves completely the same way. So we are in the emotional dark ages, meaning that the average level of consciousness of humanity is very, very low. That said, there are people who are rising really to high levels at the current states. And in 2006, the, the average was a little bit above 200. And that is because the energies of people who are really in these higher levels of consciousness are so strong that, for example, one um, person, well, I don't want to say person, one human can balance out millions of other people in lower levels of consciousness. So if it wasn't for a very few individuals, this whole planet would have been at war or already uh, be destroyed. Now I'd like to, to make a, a jump in these levels of consciousness to the levels of love, joy and peace. These are the levels from 500 to 700. And if you are in a lower level of consciousness, you can... Well, you always forget what it was at these higher levels of consciousness. That's what I realized as well in that moment where I was level, having a level, level of consciousness 1000 or as well zero. You forget it. So when we have joy, we have it for a moment. But then we move back to, to lower levels of consciousness and we forget about it. Meaning no one can really remember the higher levels of consciousness. That's why I ask people to write down when they have joy. Write down these, these feelings of peace and love. And with love, I do not at all mean this, this craving for another person, which I would call a level of desire. But love is not really an emotion. It's, not, it's just your true self shining through you because you're not in resistance anymore. So the energy can flow. So you, you become in the flow and you accept life and it becomes very, very silent in your mind. So at, in, in the levels in between, the levels of, of, of working through your, your, your shadow, uh, let's call it like that, or stepping into your place of life, you connect more and more with your body. So you, you start to, to feel more, where feeling was very dangerous in these lower levels. You, you can learn to, to build a connection with your body. And that's why in coachings, I recommend people to really breathe consciously and feel their breath flowing through their, through their body. I, I recommend body scans and I recommend focusing on your senses. What do you see right now, right here? What do you hear right now, right here? What do you taste? What do you 
What do you feel in your skin? And how does your emotional body feel? Just feel, 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 just to get you out of these lower levels of consciousness. But, you know, as a negative consequence of that is that all the emotions can come up. You can feel them and it doesn't feel pleasant at all because you've probably been rejecting, disowning, denying them your whole life. So I've been asking people about uh, about what joy really means for them, what it is. And they all tell me the same things in the end. Well, we have, we need a coaching sessions more or less for it to, to really see what they're doing or what they're not doing. Joy is mostly about what you're not doing, which is standing in your own way, which is rejecting things, which is thinking too much about solutions for a future that is imaginary. It is feeling, being present in the present moment, emptying your mind. Uh, and, and, and of course, we can have help with this. You know, there are some things that that we know that this is, for me, a, a trigger for those higher states of consciousness. And for me, this is water, swimming, sunbathing, uh, laughing with other people. This, for me, is something that I love doing. But I know once that I am in this state that I can stay a, a longer time in these levels. And I don't really need anything for it. Especially the level of uh, of um, of peace, the level from six hundred to seven hundred, you can just stay there and do nothing and enjoy yourself. I think these levels are all a little bit blurry with each other. And um, when I talk about joy, we might think like going to a roller coaster or uh, having lots of activities. And in healing phase, this might be too much. But this is because the mind still doesn't really remember what it is to have joy. The mind thinks that distracting yourself from your emotions is joy. But nothing can be further from the truth. Because in this level you start feeling yourself. And as a consequence, negative things come up. So all these old emotions, they can, they can rise up and we need to tune into them. Um, really feel what it is. How old was I? Where is it located? If it were to be an object, what would it what was it what, what would it be? And treat it like a like a young child that is mocking into your room. A child that has probably been there for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. He's mocking into your in your room and you always ignore him because he is your shadow. So you walk past him and he feels lonely because of that. Loneliness means not connecting with yourself. So how would you treat this little child at this moment? Some say uh, I would put my arm around his shoulder. Well, come on, this kid is f sitting there for 40 years. You barely know this child. He only knows that he can't trust you. And you want to put your arm around it? Come on. This is not how, how you would work and since this child is a lower of a, of a sorry a younger version of yourself you you, know, you can just sit with it you probably it's probably more familiar than you know and you can breathe through it really feel it in your body check in with it every morning hi hello there i know you're there it's okay do you need something no okay still not and maybe after a month or maybe after a few weeks or maybe if you're lucky after a day then this child would like your attention and he would need a hug, you know. And then you become your adult self, rescuing your younger self. So the youngest, younger self that you were when you were like very young, 
who could not deal with emotions um, has to be saved by your adult self. And you really don't do this with inner parent coping strategies, rationalizing. Come on, this is a child. If a, chi- if, if a five-year-old child is mocking into your room, would you use rationality to let the child stop and see how pathetic it is? Of course not. Yet we're doing it to ourselves all the time. And so, you know, in the, in the Bible, I think Jesus said, like, treat, your, treat other people as you would have treated yourself. Well, please don't do this. Please don't treat other people just as bad as you, you treat yourself. Well, or maybe you should treat yourself just as you treat the other people because that's, that's, that's more logical. Although we do probably uh, project ourselves on, on other people. Um, people that cannot meet the standards of the inner parent with our coping strategies of having a perfect body well so we shame them why because we have shame on ourselves or people who cannot work they're they're lazy we we get angry on them why because we are angry on ourselves and we have this coping strategy to be a productive human why because we want love from an adult sometimes it's really this simple Yet, there is more in the emotional body than has to deal with just this life. And in, uh, when I was um, in bed for many years, I learned to live without any thoughts. Basically, I just did not believe my thoughts anymore. So I was just laughing at them. What are you, what are you guys trying to sell me now? Huh? What is this inner parent coping strategy telling me now to do? Oh, I can get love in the future by being something cool. Hey man, I can barely stand up, stand up. I can hardly open my eyes. I have a problem going to the toilet. It's the activity that I r- try to avoid. That's wh- Therefore, I drink hardly any water. So come on. I do not believe you guys anymore. And at that moment, I experienced joy for the first time in my life. And I really found out that joy was the absence of, of all this repression and coping strategies and the more that i was spending time in this thoughtless space the more i forgot about this world and i started connecting with my soul and i had suddenly memories of experiences that were way beyond this life like thousands of lives that 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 i've had before this life and in all every one of those lives I suppressed emotions because they were too difficult to to, to handle. So my emotional body was not completely full from this life, but from thousands of lives. And that this life for me was always meant to be a healing life. Unfortunately, my nervous system could not really handle all the negativity that came out, so it gave me chronic fatigue syndrome. But it is interesting to see that the patterns of this life started in previous lives. And if anyone that, that knows me, well, well, let's say in the past I was very skeptical about all this spiritual stuff. I did not believe anything. But, you know, the moment that I got into this, this space of nothingness, that really opened my, my mind, so to speak. But still, I was using it. To, to talk about nothingness, that nothing really exists, it's all mental constructs. 
yet I really have to, uh, after doing so much healing, to accept that there are past lives and there are so much more things in the spiritual realm or in the non-physical realm uh, playing a big role on, on Earth as well. So if we go back to planet Earth and looking in which state it currently uh, is or what humanity currently is, I can see the battle between the darkness and the light. It's a battle that I've had in my body and it's, it's a war that I see in everyone, that I feel in everyone when I tune into their, into their mind and their emotional body. And um, when, when I spent time uh, without any thoughts, I started to sit in park benches and I really could tune into people. And then I had to cry almost with everyone. Because what I basically felt is all these coping mechanisms, all these running, all these must-dos and should-dos and negative thoughts about themselves that they're trying to avoid by escaping to the future, that they all felt to me like a prison. And just like I was, they were stuck in a prison of self-hatred. And as within, so without. People have been in lockdown for years. But they were lucky that the lockdown only manifested itself this this late. Finally, the, the unconscious is, is getting conscious. And in this, in this duality, whatever we shine the light upon transforms. So we can feel the imprisonment and therefore it can transform. So the lockdowns is a good thing, yet there are uh, beings in, in our planet that are walking on very low levels of consciousness. And as we've talked before, at these very low levels of consciousness, you crave for power over someone else. You want money, always more. So it's never enough. So you become a psychopath. You don't feel anything anymore. You need more extremes to feel and you can really fall at these lower levels of consciousness manipulate others and use these uh, for your own advantage and as long as we humans still crave for leaders we will always select uh, a leader in a lower level of consciousness because if you were at these higher levels of peace and joy you would never really crave for power you would never really crave for money because all you have is this moment and it feels great. So the darkness tries to create more darkness and the light tries to create more light. This becomes a battle, a war, where uh, the light is not really fighting, but the light is trying to shine the light upon, uh, upon the darkness. And the darkness can't handle it, so they lies. So we also have a war between the truth and the lie. And the lie feels very real because our whole body is made out of the lie. The lie that there is only this 1% of our being and that negative emotions are not necessary. That, that feeling is not necessary. And for everyone who has been in an abusive relationship, either with themselves or maybe manifested on a physical realm with another human, you know that the rules always keep changing. You always need to do a little bit more. They want to control you. 
and it's when you whenever you agree with a manipulation technique or a thing that you need to do like a new rule you always think let's just do this one more thing and it will be the end but every time you're disappointed because it always turns out to be there's only one more thing you need to do and it's and it's always temporary so these are like levels of manipulation level of abuse that we can see itself in our society because it manifested itself through us in this physical realm and it's not a bad thing because once we can see something in the physical world we can really look at it and recognize it and shine the light upon it so it can transform but it doesn't need to get this uncomfortable we don't need to get sick we don't need to be abused we need to see that we're already doing the same things in ourselves and going back to these higher levels of consciousness the levels um, from uh, let's say 500 and above you don't become physical anymore instead you become a process First you are a mental being, then a physical being, and then you become a spiritual being. And spirituality is moving, it's changing, it's more a process than a physical object. So you connect with a soul, a spiritual being, and you start to allow, you start to really feel and being, and you're living in the here and now. You move to a place of trust and your mind becomes the slave of your soul and body. And it's not you that become enslaved by your mind anymore. So there's no need for coping strategies to arrive anywhere. Because you are already in the place where you have to arrive. And also when you are in these lower levels of consciousness, you have to realize that you were already in the place. But your mind cannot see it. So the mind is the reason why you're not in this higher level of consciousness. So the silence of the mind. You have acceptance. You feel connection, most of all with yourself. And that is because you feel yourself. You're in touch with your emotions. And life becomes sort of a flow. From, And there is not really an A and a B and a C and a D. Instead, it's one big flow. You're connected with your true self, which is probably a soul, probably living still in a place of non-duality. And life becomes light and energy-driven instead of dense and matter. And Jerry Spencer would say where in these lower levels of consciousness you become yourself matter and you try to influence matter with matter, hard work. But in these higher realms, you are light and, and you feel like you're energy. And you sort of become a manifester. Your energy, your inner state of being uh, gets so powerful that it gets almost instantly um, manifested itself in the external world. So things will come to you instead of you go to, so, to, to somewhere. Um, you're more connected with the light, but you're also not fighting the shadow. You can see it, you accept it. And instead of level of dividing and, and conquer, as the elite would say and, and do, we're in a level of unite. And 
we're not afraid anymore as well because our energy as you can see in this graph from this alpha point all the way to ultimate consciousness it gets so much bigger and david r hawkins measured this this energy and he said this is still a skill in reality it's going far more outwards than even possible and that's why you 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 trust because you are such a powerful being at this moment and what everybody else projects upon you is none of your concern anymore you become untouchable in psychotherapy uh, lots of uh, psychotherapists talk about the eyes of the people that are hardening and sort of a, a buddha smile that's like a smirking <laughs> You see life and you smirk about it. it. It doesn't touch you anymore. It doesn't, these, these lower levels of consciousness, these manipulations levels of, of, of or this uh, refusing to feel negative emotions, it doesn't matter anymore. So obviously you don't have these negative emotions in these higher levels of consciousness when you really process it all. And it might take a few lives, it might take one life or maybe a few years only. So your reality becomes more peaceful, more joy, more love. Uh, there is less urge for you to think because you already have your outcome. Your body feeds itself more from energy than it does from food. Uh, you don't really need that much sleep anymore. And you have done your emotional healing. So this is what healing means. And I started uh, this story with story about my level of feeling ultimate consciousness and my goal at the time was to integrate it with life and this is what it means to integrate it this is what it means that we don't need thoughts anymore because everything comes to us we don't need that much anymore and this is the meaning of of life what i would say to really move back to who we already were. And when you have given up resistance in a very big deal of your life, you have stopped all your coping mechanisms, all your shoots, all the things that represent fight, flight, or hide. You've given up on, you, you recognize them and you give up on them. And therefore you can feel the emotions. So you have connected with your inner child, the ones that you were many years ago you can always ask yourself when these feelings come up how old was i when i first felt this feeling this is because um, an, an emotional energy that is stuck inside of you will always attract it's part of your energy and therefore you will always attract a similar experience in life and um how old were you for the very first time? Because that is the time that you have to heal it. Okay, it happened at the age of seven, of five, of four as well. So maybe start with the youngest and really give to yourself once you've built a connection with it, once you know where the feeling is in your body, really build um, a connection with it and give it what it at that moment really needed most, which is comforting probably, which is love, which is a hug. And... When you do that, and you can probably also name the emotions that will also that will usually help, you know, to, to really give it recognition that the emotion is valid. You will probably feel that it's moving 
um, the emotions in your body are starting to uh, to move. You feel like uh, so maybe some some gases coming out of you, uh, some 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 tones in your in your stomach. The emotions move upwards, and this is the meaning that you're healing. And at a certain point, when you hold this inner child of you, you you can you know look at life through his perspective again. So you're not the adult anymore. You're the child, and you can let go. You know, you're you're being held by the adult that you were looking for at the time. And then at a certain point, when you're ready, maybe the same day or maybe a few days later, you can merge with it, and then you heal the emotional body. And you heal a part of you that is in resistance. And with chronic fatigue syndrome, this is crucial, but it's not really a thing that will heal you. Because what you do need most of all is peace, love, and joy. And maybe I talk about joy too much, and we should think more about what it really means to have peace. And, and write that down. Because... We don't need so much input in our system. We don't need so much sounds. We don't need to go dancing. Although dancing really helps in expressing your emotional body, for example, with ecstatic dancing or like journaling as well. But in a state of peace, you already have what you're looking for. And this is the the level that 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 is maybe the most healing of all these three. And, and then on the skill you see uh, enlightenment. Well, I do not want to talk about enlightenment because it becomes very unpractical when we're in this lower levels of consciousness. And uh, it will probably happen automatically, maybe this life, maybe the next or the, the one after that. So I don't think that is, is very important. Just uh, when you give up on yourself and you have uh, joy and peace, that is, uh, that is crucial. And I promise to come back to unpractical spirituality which is basically uh, just having concepts and loving to talk about. It is uh, a thing that we do that is sort of like a coping mechanism to not feel, to escape in mental constructions. It has to do with the mind and mind identification, and it does not let you to solutions because the solutions are always outside of the mind because the mind was the problem. So now you're creating all these sort of constructs in the mind to escape from the body again. So what we're doing is the exact same thing as 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 we've done with all the coping mechanisms. We always we always try to, you know, be a little bit better, improve ourselves. We have and then you know we we know that this doesn't work. Uh, we've had all the money, doesn't work. So we go to religion, doesn't work. Religion wants to be better than the other one. Doesn't work. So then we finally can escape to spirituality. And maybe that was why I uh, was into spiritual spirituality at the time. And maybe that was my last effort into uh, to finding uh, coping at all. At the same time, all these negative emotions that were in our body were also attracting non-physical beings. And maybe people, really physical people that want to abuse you. And these non-physical beings that can live on your negative emotion and they can you know be part of you and manipulate you to not feel your emotion to not go there or make it really hard and this is also something that we need to uh, accept uh, that it is happening internally externally and on this level and that some people 
probably have been taken over by these energies completely. And these energies, of course, do not want us to heal. They want us to feel misery. So, you know, uh, everything that brings love and peace and joy is probably uh, not in their best interest. Emotional healing is not in their best interest. And that's why I can see that there really is a war going on that is already inside of inside of us. So, uh, yeah, I was I was doubting about this um, about this podcast for like uh, six seven weeks now. I tried to record it a few times, but it didn't feel natural to me. And um, yeah, I hope you you have enjoyed this. I'm very honest about my experiences and. Yeah, let's say that um, I would wish you healing and all the things that, uh, that we talked about, these, these higher levels of consciousness, and then to really connect with your inner child and your emotions, that you can resist uh, the pain from, uh, from the uh, external entities or the external manipulation and really uh, live internally. Because, you know, uh, when I was starting my healing journey, 99% uh, of my attention was moved outwards and almost nothing inwards but at, as of this moment it's, it's, it's almost reversed like my entire life is actually an internal process and the external world is just a representation of that and sometimes I, I still have old emotions coming up I, I had a wow of uh, thankfully that that it stopped but it started again some really deep stuff again and that of course disrupts my uh, my uh, my nervous system so um, yeah is chronic fatigue sy syndrome bad if we're healing I don't think so it's part of the journey and probably necessary so everyone I wish you all the best I wish you healing I wish you uh, I, I want to give you a big hug as well Thank you for, for listening. Bye.